When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your boys are back, and this franchise is on fire. It's Johnny Venerable and Bo Brock, PHNX Cardinals, live on a Monday, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, remote show today as the Cardinals world turns. Bo Brock, we got a tasty little Buda Baker trade request on Friday. We've had an opportunity to let that simmer over the weekend. And then Isaiah Simmons threw his name into the ring, kind of, sort of, in a social media post in support of Buda Baker, which leads to the question, well, what's going on? Is Isaiah Simmons also getting his fifth-year option picked up? How does everything stand to you right now today, Bo? Can I start with some good news? Can we, can we maybe kick off the week with some good news, even though this this organization seems void of good news. Um, this week, the Arizona Cardinals are going to reveal brand new uniform. It's going to happen. It like this is the we week. Think. We you've think. thought of you thought this day was going to come a lot earlier. You, you've then you probably thought this day would never come. Yeah. And now it's happening Thursday evening. It's going to be. Uh, you know, have you have you heard any insight as far as these uniforms? Is anything got you excited yeah. before we get into maybe some? Some news that can make us downtrodden and and feel just depressed for the next forty five minutes. I have not heard anything on the uniforms. You had sent me something over the weekend, um, some stuff that you were kind of seeing on Instagram, but I don't have anything concrete to share of what these are going to look like outside of what we previously shared with the helmets and the aesthetic with the black and then the white will have a similar. I don't know what these are going to look like. Uh, here's what I do know: Bo and I have not been invited to anything. So there's an event <laughs> happening in Phoenix where they're going to unveil these. Bo and I, as media you know, figures, people, we haven't gotten credentials to go and cover it. Um, we don't know if they're going to live stream it, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know anything about that. We do know is we're going to be live when we have it, and we're going to hang out and share it with all of you come Thursday at some point. So that's the latest on the uniform beat. But yeah, that is good news. And then you turn around and you're like, well, who's going to model these uniforms? <laughs> you know, is it going to be, you know, some practice squad players? I say that tongue in cheek, but it's like Buda Baker is the poster child for this franchise right now, especially Kyler Murray on the men trade request on Friday. And I think it's interesting because you've got Simmons who posted a series of four photos with Buda. Mm -hmm. And then underneath that, he posted this. He said, bless. And he's in his Arizona Cardinal uniform. Now, should be noted, Simmons has yet to show up for voluntary off-season work. He's been hanging out with D-Hop, which is totally his prerogative. He do whatever he wants right now. It's voluntary. But this led to a lot of people thinking, well, maybe Simmons had his fifth-year option picked up, and Buda Baker maybe on his way out. Simmons moving to safety, like people connecting the dots. I can tell you right now, I, I, I've heard he hasn't had his fifth-year option picked up yet. So mm -hmm. whether it's going to happen, I, if you listen to this show, I don't think it's going to happen. 
but it, from what I've heard, that's not him getting his fifth year option picked up. I think that's just him saying, I'm blessed. Maybe that I got to play with Buda Baker. Yeah. And they share the same agent. Obviously, that's that was a tight knit group. Uh, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson are working out uh, outside the organization this offseason. Both of them are absolutely just stacked. They are, they are just completely shredded in for those two guys to take their fitness to the next level. And then, you know, but you've got the trio of guys in that defensive secondary and the back end, you've got Buda Baker, you've got Jalen Thompson, you've got Isaiah Simmons. And yeah, it seemed like it was a nod to his boy Buda more so than, Hey, this is, you know, on the heels of the trade request becoming public. Yeah. You know, Isaiah Simmons, I don't think is going to be spiking his fifth year option in, you know, football in the end zone. No. And there's a little unrest going on with his buddy Buddha. I think it was more in support number three than it is saying, oh, I'm so blessed to be a part of the Arizona Cardinals organization on Sunday. Wasn't April that weird, though? A lot 16th. of people were taking it that way, though. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I think that's probably people just looking for anything positive uh, around this organization. But I, I mean, where do you want to really go with this? Because you can go one, the conversation about Isaiah Simmons, or you could start with Buddha Baker, which can probably parlay into more Isaiah Simmons talk. Well, I, I felt like people had boot of fatigue this morning and they wanted good news. And I, I hate to say it, but like, I, I don't think Isaiah Simmons is going to be with the team after this year is right. DeAndre Hopkins going to be with the team, you know, after this year or during this year, Buda Baker, what's his future. I mean, like every player that this fan base has had a connection to over the past half decade feels like they've got a one way ticket out of town to some extent. Now, Buda Baker hasn't been offered more money by the Cardinals. And I think that's kind of where I want to take this. There was a report from Rap Sheet on McAfee today that kind of echoed what I had been hearing, Bo. Like the Cardinals love Buda. They want Buda to stay, mm -hmm. but they are not in a rush to give him a new contract. And so the, the consensus that I've got putting on some feelers was that the Cardinals were taken advantage of because the prior regime allowed it to happen. You saw what happened with Steve Kai. I'm not talking about Kyler Murray. Quarterbacks in, in, in their own category. So mm -hmm. I, I, let's let's preface that real quick. DJ Humphrey sat out camp and got a new deal. Marcus Golden sat out camp, got a new deal, right? The Monty Osford, Jonathan Gannon, they love Buda Baker. They want him on the team. But the president of make me the highest paid safety or I want to be traded to a contender as they're just now getting settled into their roles, like, I'm guessing that they probably were like, Hey Buddha, just can we, can we get some practices in first? Can we get <laughs> started? You're, you know, you're under contract for a couple more years. I, I got the sense putting out some feelers that the Cardinals are content doing nothing because they feel like they have the leverage and maybe Buddha doesn't. Right. And I don't believe he does. And, and yeah. but I also don't fault him for trying to no. Uh, create leverage. I mean, we see college football coaches do it almost every other off season, right? They're, they're right. leveraging anybody wanting them or anything that can come into your, into your lap that you can leverage to you in, in a, a league that doesn't have a ton of guaranteed contracts. It, most, you know, you get guarantees every time you sign a deal, but you know, once those are gone and it's pretty much gone out of Buddha's contract, you know, you'd like to go create some more guaranteed future money um, and you can't fault a guy like Buda Baker for doing it. But then also you look at what Monty Austin Ford is staring down and it's this rebuild, right? And he doesn't, you know, despite this guy being the model employee him encapsulating, embodying the player that they want this, this franchise to be going forward, it doesn't mean, hey, we're going to continue to wrap more future dollars into the safety position. 
no, this this organization is going. It's staring down Kyler Murray's massive quarterback contract, right? And then it's it's trying to free up everything else so they can draft, develop, and then sign extensions to the players that they draft and develop, and then fill holes through free agency. That's yeah. how they want to move going forward. And you know, it, it becomes almost like when teams have to go to arbitration with their own players, right? You have to start kind of poking holes in the player that he is, and you don't like to do that. I don't like to do that to Buda Baker just because of how fun and how electric he's been. He's like, uh, he's an absolute just animal out there. He's like the Tasmanian devil out there on the playing field. And you love to see him each and every Sunday wearing the Arizona Cardinals uniform. And, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I think that this is just actually going to be a bunch of noise. This is going to be yeah. a bunch of within, you know, using sources and using the public forum uh, there's going to be shots from both sides, right? Hopefully less than what we saw with the Kyler Murray negotiation with the new regime, um, less airing of dirty laundry from the organization. Um, but yeah, I think he's got two years left on his deal. You got the club option going into 2024. We'll see how they view that. But as far as sitting down and ironing out a new deal with future money, guaranteed dollars to Buda Baker, I just don't envision that happening. I want to get to two comments because I think they're interesting. Um, I'm going to push back on both with with immense respect because I love both you guys. Dylan Richards, boys, I don't think it's about money. It's about winning. He asked for more money in February because um, he's probably like, this team might struggle. You know, I'm carrying the, the weight of the team. Pay me more money, which I defended on Friday. To some extent, I still defend that. That's his position. He wants to be paid more. Or it's like, okay, trade me as somebody else and I'll go win. Speaking of trading, this is from Derek John S., but why keep a disgruntled player now in the top trade value to get a good return? I don't think it's the top trade value. Right. Um, I you Albert Breer, who let's be honest, I, I haven't agreed with everything he said during this draft season, had put out this morning Cardinals could get maybe a second or third round pick for him. That's not worth it, in my opinion. It's pro it's just damn sure not worth it to Michael Bidwell and Jonathan Gannon and Amonte Osenfort. Bo brought up a good point off air. It's like the Cardinals could do conceivably what they didn't do with Patrick Peterson once upon a time, get to the trade deadline. If the team is struggling big time and you find a team that could come and give you a premium pick for Buda Baker, you do it. But I mm -hmm. think now, especially I put this out on Twitter. I got some pushback, but this is what I wholeheartedly agree and believe. And kind of what I've heard is that the, the, the Cardinals have known about this for two months. Everybody, including major media insiders, just found out about this. So if the Cardinals had intent to trade Buda Baker because they weren't going to pay him, it would have happened during free agency. This free agent market for safeties was okay. This draft market's not great for safeties. It's actually terrible outside of that kid from Illinois. So they would have had a market for him, but they didn't trade him. They could have traded, could have come out of left field. Fan base would have been in a frenzy. We would have lost our shit. But now waiting two months and have Buda come out and saying, I want to trade, Car like the, that does the Cardinals no good in terms of a leverage play for a trade. And I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they don't kick him a little bit of money at some point. Now, future years, four or five year deal. Sure. That seems far fetched, but like giving him more money this year, that's fine next year, whatever. I don't think that's dead yet. Um, I think they're, they're taking a way to see approach, but I can tell you is that this regime is not going to operate like Kime did where they're, <laughs> they're going to just cave to player demand. Right. They're not going to do beach that. chair, right? They, right. They, yeah. They fold up as soon as you go and grab them. It's uh, I think that's well said. No doubt about it. I mean, that's that's the, as far as where they stand right now. They haven't even made any of the draft picks. Uh, they're in uh, obviously future asset. They need to, they haven't added any future assets. 
even since Monty Osterford started the job in January, uh, still has some major things he has to check off as far as this organization and its rebuild and getting in there and, and renegotiating a contract for Buda Baker. It's not his priority. And, right. and I can understand that. I mean, when you look at Buda Baker, I also understand he's sick of losing. Buda Baker right. has yeah, for sure. one winning season under his belt since the Arizona Cardinals traded up yeah. and drafted him in 2017. He played, I mean, that that is a lot of losing. I mean, here's the, a here, lot of double digit loss seasons. Like, here's the, was, here's the problem for Buda, though. This yeah. is not the NBA. I love the NBA. Mm-hmm. This is not the NBA where star players can force their way off and on teams, unless you're a quarterback, which the Cardinals had to conceive with Kyler Murray. They did. The Cardinals didn't want to pay him as much as he wanted. They were kind of taken back and they had to make it work because Kyler's their franchise at quarterback. Buddha's 27 and he doesn't, to your point from Friday, he doesn't play a premium position. So it's like your, his leverage is, is not a lot compared to other players. Disgruntled players in the NFL, like the owners get together, make no mistake, all 32 get together. And they say, we cannot let the players dictate the terms like in the NBA or our league will suffer. And Cardinal fans, in a lot of ways, should agree and disagree with that because we want what's best for Buda Baker. We want him to be a Cardinal and be happy. But we also don't want a player looking at the ineptitude of this franchise and saying, I don't want to be a Cardinal. I'm out of here. Trade me after two years, right? Well, no, we want you to be here. We want to celebrate you. So it's a tough spot. But I don't think anybody's wrong here, by the way. I just think that who's going to sure. end up on the winning side of it, I think it's going to be the Cardinals. Uh, to Agent 47's point here, it says, when K1 did this on social media stuff, everybody was attacking him, but not, but Buddha not. You know, I think that the uh, one of the biggest differences, there's not leaks coming from within the organization. Uh, strategic leaks that, you know, was, was part of the mudslinging that was going on during that negotiation. And it was brutal. And, I, and I'm glad that we haven't seen anything like that. I think this podcast was more level-headed in their approach mm. to Kyler Murray's contract, and we didn't buy into a lot of the headlines that were going on out there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that that's true as well. But oh, thankfully, there's adults making decisions for the Arizona Cardinals now, and and, and you're not going to see that type of you know public display of mudslinging to, in order to get you know, the bottom line down as far as what the final contract's going to be. But you know, I, I saw somebody say he was transcendent. And it's like that—that's the biggest indictment I can make. It's like he's not transcendent. It's like Buddha Baker, like transcendent he's safety. He's yeah, yeah, he is. That's a great way to put it. Like he's not Ed Reed, he's not Troy Polamalu, and that's that's not an indictment at all. Like those guys are Hall of Fame. They have busts in Canton. They're one of the greatest safeties to play. Like the the one thing I wish I I would love to see Buddha Baker add to his game that great safeties do. If you look at the top safeties last year, they take the ball away. Right. He had three, he forced three turnovers all last year. It, it took like until like his third season for him to get his first interception. He's he's had a couple picks. Like he had two picks last year and he forced fumble, big forced fumble that he had it right at the goal line. It was it was a big turning in that game potentially. Cardinals offense couldn't cash in. But I mean, I, I just think that if we're talking about if he wants to be top number one safety money, like you gotta be that guy. And if you want to put yourself, you know, in the news for that and you want to force the issue. And people are going to push back and say, well, these are what, you know, some of the, like Derwin James and Justin Simmons, Simmons had six picks last year. I mean, those guys are making big game changing plays. Boot is making plays, but is he, is he changing? Is he impacting, you know, what, what the offense is trying to do? Is he taking the ball away? Is, is he making those plays? And I would say probably not. 
And I would also say with the Kyler Murray piece compared to Buddha, I think people push back on Kyler Murray in large part because of how they finished the season in 2021, 2022. Kyler's horrific playoff game. The fact that that position is so polarizing and he got paid top three quarterback money when a lot of people just casually put Buda Baker as a top one to three safety and they can get their arms around that. And it's somebody that, I mean, he's if he's not in the Hall of Fame one day, he's in the Hall very good because he's made yeah. how many six Pro Bowls in six years. So I think that's why when Buddha comes out and says these things, he can point to the Cardinals and says, no, I do things the right way. I followed everything that you've wanted me to do. This is my fourth coach in six years. I've been the model player. Give me more money, which I don't disagree with. But now you're you, you, you're putting Monty Austin Ford and Jonathan Gannon are seemingly in an impossible situation, but that's why they were hired to, to do this. And I here's what I will say. Jonathan Gannon is a culture builder player coach. Yes, he is a elite defensive coordinator, and I think he's one of the best secondary coaches in all the NFL. But Michael Bidwell, and specifically Monty Osford, let's separate Mr. B for a second for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> Osford Ford selected Gannon because he is a culture builder, not because this is an offensive league and let's be chic and let's nab on to all the hot trends. It's because he believes Jonathan Gannon can connect with players in a way Cliff Kingsbury couldn't. And I put out a, a, a series of pictures today on my Twitter. Fletcher Cox despised Jonathan Gannon because he didn't like his system and he wanted to be traded. And the Eagles were taking calls, but Gannon's like, I'm going to make it work and I'm going to ha help Fletcher Cox be the best version of himself. And they bring him back and, and they buried the hatchet and they get to a Super Bowl. That's what John and, and Fletcher Cox, older, maybe a little bit more established. Jonathan Gannon, to me, I think when players and I'm going out on a limb on this, I've, I've met the guy once, but I, I, here's what I hear from people who know Jonathan Gannon, who are in the know with Philadelphia and Indianapolis. When players play for Jonathan Gannon, they love Jonathan Gannon. And I think Buda Baker is going to fit into that category. And I think he's going to enjoy just like he did for Vance playing for this man. And will that be enough to smooth the tides over with it when it comes to maybe not winning the 10 of games this year and not getting paid what you want? I don't know. But let, let's give Gannon and Austin Ford a chance here. If we had just exited their first year and they sucked and they had no direction, then you can say, guys, we tried it the first year. I don't agree with what we're doing. You guys do your own thing. I'm out of here. Give these guys a couple months. Let's see what they look like. Let's see what camp looks like. That to me is the we're doing the most disservice to these two new guys who, frankly, I mean, is, has there ever been a bigger mess than what Steve Kime left behind, Bo? It doesn't it's tough to to pinpoint one and like yeah i saw i heard the cardinals kind of um compared to the houston texans they were talking about i think it was chris sims that was saying you know who's who's the bottom feeder of the nfl right now it's like it, it they're the, the texans aren't but the card the cardinals are in a worse situation well the texans have been rebuilding for three years this is year one this is the beginning like they're they're just cleaning out the garage right now they they haven't they haven't even started to to do anything. Like, because you're white, as much as I'm excited to watch him, like that's not something that that you're you're not building a foundation with Kierzeer White. You're you're bringing him in, obviously, to to help kind of uh, relay what Jonathan Gannon likes to do defensively, what Nick Rollis is going to like to do defensively. You got him at a good price, and he's he's a good bridge player that's going to make play some significant snaps going forward. So, I, yeah, I, I completely agree with what you said. I, I thought it was perfect. I mean, like, let's give these guys a chance. But then it's like you get back to it. It's like, 
Buda Baker, this was his time to cash in. If he was going to cash in. I love the play. I would have done the same thing. Mid-contract, mid-four-year contract. Yeah. And it's it's unpopular. And and look, I mean, look what it did to the, the fan base was melting down on Friday. It was it's like split. We screwed this up. The one thing that we couldn't screw up, screwed it up. We pissed off Buddha, a guy who, you know, through all the adversity last year, was the one that stayed focused and did his job, even through all that crap. And it's like you, you still figured out a way to piss him off. And, you know, that's unfortunate, but that's also, you know, rebuilds are just not for the faint of heart. They're not. Mm -hmm. I mean, and when you talk about what everybody, when we were kind of looking forward to the reset button being hit by this organization, it should have come with the understanding that there were going to be very unpopular decisions made and and pissing off Buda Baker just is part of that. Well, what did we say December and January? Buckle up because this is going to be the most unprecedented offseason of change in a lot of ways we were right but we always had that caveat even more so than with kyler murray it was like well buddha's good buddha's right. safe everybody but <laughs> buddha don't touch buddha buddha's here he'll have a you know a statue out front he's the gold standard he'll have his, his jersey retired we'll see hopefully the cardinals can figure this out i'm gonna go on record and i've been of this mindset he plays for the cardinals this year they do not trade him because I don't think there's a benefit to, to doing that. Uh, there's a 499 super chat, though, from Joel, our guy in the chat. Fitz staying with a losing organization was so long is an outlier. Most star players went out when they always look at the team as rebuilding. And Fitz is a special kind of player. But let's be let's be real, Joel. He always got paid. He got paid even when he wasn't elite anymore. And I think maybe Buddha's looking for that same treatment. And even earlier, because... Larry, his, his game translated. He could play into his late 30s. Like, Buddha's not playing that late. Buddha's going to get maybe four or five prime seasons left, and then that'll be it. He'll be out of the NFL, maybe. I don't know that definitively. So he's like, I got to get the most money I can, or I got to win the chips. And so if I'm here and I'm make, not making elite money, and we're losing, like, I'm wasting my prime. And, I, you know, Fitz always in, probably envisioned himself playing into his late 30s. But that's a great comp. But I, sure. I would Fitz I mean, was the highest paid receiver for a long time, too. He was the highest played non-quarterback for the longest time. I mean, yeah. he, in the history of the game, and until the, the funny money started getting thrown around, especially at the wide receiver position, like, yeah, he made $180 million. Yeah. He also, you know, he had a taste. He, he had one of the craziest, most wild, impressive postseasons of all time. For it'd be, You'd be hard-pressed to find a better postseason than Larry Fitzgerald and the yeah. Cardinals' run to the Super Bowl. Um, and he got to experience that where Buda Baker's one playoff game, he got knocked out on the field from Cam Akers. It's like he wants to get back there. He's starved to get back there. And the idea of him having to kind of waste some of his prime years while this team rebuilds, I'm sure it's 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 probably eating at him. Well, and Larry went through some tough times with the quarterback position, but the Cardinals were never an unmitigated disaster. That is the biggest understatement. And, yeah, that's I, I know you didn't mean to, but it is one of the biggest understatements. I, I'm trying to separate the quarterback yeah. situation that yeah. was Fitz's prime years and what the Cardinals franchise has turned well, into. Well, I think you can months. you can make that kind of case for Buda Baker and Jalen Blair wanted more context, and I, and I agree with them. I mean, Buda Baker, as far as he's played with Chandler Jones, he played with J.J. Watt, you know, but as far as the front seven and, and playing with some dogs up front, you know, you probably be, hasn't had it often enough, right? Yeah. As far yeah. as linebackers, and it was either just Pat P and, and then a ham sandwich on the other side of that. Like this defense always kind of made concessions in order to kind of, because uh, that's how the previous front office would work. It's like, 
uh, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll draft somebody. Maybe we'll just sign a veteran off the streets and they can fill our starting quarterback role or linebacker role or our defensive tackle role. And it just was never enough. They never had guys that were consistently making noise up front where Buda Baker potentially could have become that ball hawking safety that we really haven't seen much of in his career. Yeah, I, I think he's he's benefited from very little because their defense, their scheme. I wasn't a Vance Joseph fan. I think he'd held him back. Imagine if he had Todd Bowles his whole career, but it'll be interesting. I, I am surprised, Bo, how many fans on Twitter and in our chat have basically said, yeah, you just trade him. I think they don't want him to not be on the team, but people are coming to grips with what the Cardinals are looking like right now and where maybe their best avenue lies. I saw 98.7 John Gambadaro said they should trade him. Uh, I'm not of that mindset. I would like to see Buda <laughs> Baker play uh, so that we can go to BetMGM Sportsbook every single Sunday this fall and watch number three operate at State Farm Stadium. If you haven't signed up yet, by the way, for BetMGM, use bonus code PHNX. Yes, the Suns lost, but I'm going to tell you right now, BetMGM pick of the week, Suns money line in the next game against the Clippers. Book it, book it right now. And if you're new to BetMGM, uh, especially for our folks in our Arizona audience, you're going to get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. It's super easy. Here's how it works. You download the BetMGM app. You sign up using bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price. You're going to get $10 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure you use the bonus code PHNX when you sign up. And join us. BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for all Suns away playoff games. Our PHNX Sun Watch parties presented by Neutral. They're going to feature food, drink specials, PHNX giveaways, BetMGM deposit matches. Join us by grabbing your free ticket in the show notes. Do it now. We've been to the BetMGM Sportsbook at the lawn at State Farm Stadium. It is premier event to hang out, wager on sports, watch, have some good food with your family. Check it out in the show notes. And now listen to my good friend Shane Diefenbach, talk about it in the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. I had a fun time last night uh, outside of the result to the Suns game, but I went to Four Peaks, met up with the fellas, the boys, had a couple green tea lagers, had a Raj bar uh, bourbon barrel, so smooth. I also had myself a uh, Italian beef beer bread. I had some of that garlic cheese beer bread appetizers, the chicken rolls. It was a perfect night outside of the result of the Suns playoff game last night at Four Peaks. It's going to be a perfect night a week from this Thursday. Ten days from now, Johnny, is our draft party. That's right, PHNX Cardinals draft party. It's going down April 27th. It starts at 2 p.m. My God, we're getting there early, and we're going to be there all the way through the end of the first round. Join us at Four Peaks H Street Pub in Tempe. Join us for the beer specials, the giveaways, and, of course, that PHNX Cardinals live show throughout the first round. You don't want to miss out. You can RSVP, absolutely RSVP for this thing as you can because we are closing in on triple digits. We're almost at that century mark. We want to see you there. We're going to talk Cardinals football. We're going to talk about the future of this organization. We're going to talk about the new uniforms, which will be about a week old by that point. Maybe Johnny's going to be donning one of those new unis. Hopefully, don't buy the Buda Baker Isaiah Simmons one 
just yet. Maybe hold off on that. Uh, maybe in like a custom, maybe in like <laughs> a, a throwback liner jersey, maybe. Ooh, that's good. Or, or Rosen. Why not go with Rosen? Uh, some, one some great options. <laughs> great options. Uh, is it uh, is it your bath mat? What what do you do with it? Uh, I wash my dog with it. Yeah, well, my dog <laughs> needs I was gonna towel. say, does it line the does it line your dog's crate at the bottom yeah. of your crate? Yeah. Regardless, uh, you probably want to wait to see who the draft pick is. Maybe get that player's jersey. Uh, but you'll see who that draft pick is with us. Four peaks, April twenty seventh, ten days from now. Cannot wait for that event. Uh, Got to be twenty one years old older to enjoy the beer, but you don't have to be twenty one years older. Stop into Four Peaks and enjoy some great food. I love draft season. I hate this time because there's so much line and fibbing going on from every show that's not ours. And I want to talk <laughs> about the, the the third overall pick um, because I, I feel like it's all been a foregone conclusion. Cardinals are going to trade out, and I still feel that way. But um, folks out of Houston and folks in the national media outside of our guy Rap Sheep seem pretty convinced Houston's not going to take a quarterback at second overall. And so basically, Bo, how does that affect the Cardinals' plans? You've got Bryce Young, who's canceling draft appointments. He's saying, I'm good, guys. I'm going to be, you know, Carolina Panther. So it's like, okay, Houston, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, everybody's saying, hold on. Lance Serling, who's got definitive ties to that franchise, is saying Will Anderson Jr. is, is going to be the pick. Or they're going to try to trade down. What happens, as Adam Schefter detailed today, Bo, that these teams, maybe they don't feel a sense of urgency anymore to come up. What if Will Anderson Jr., Bo, goes second overall to the Houston Texans, the Cardinals are working the phones, and they can't trade down? Teams are calling their bluff. They're saying, yeah, I can get a conditional fourth or fifth. What do the Redbirds do in that instance? Because I, it hasn't been a situation we've had to entertain. We've thought, at the very least, we can have Will Anderson Jr. as a fallback, even though we feel like, you know, maybe they, they're not infatuated with him. I mean, what, what happens on draft night? We're hanging out four peaks. Cardinals are on the clock. Will Anderson Jr. is gone. And the, it just says the pick is in and mm -hmm. we can't trade down. What happens then? Do, 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 do. It's going to, that's going to be a nightmare at that point. It's usually a welcome sound, right? The ESPN mm -hmm. draft tone. Yeah. Uh, so the, the scenario, the, the hypothetical scenario you're outlining is, who goes one? Bryce Young's going one. I that's not even a hypothetical. Yeah, our friends so, at MGM. Yeah. It's Carolina four hundred. Yeah. So, and then you've got C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson still on the board, but the Texans they select Will Anderson Jr. The Bama Edge second over. Rap Sheet thinks they're going to take a quarterback still, which we trust. Rap Sheet friend of the program. However, everybody else is running their mouth, including Schefter. Saying, I don't know. I think they're going to take a, a position player. Like, what do we know? I mean, we, we heard from Nick Casario today, the GM of the Texans, He's, and there was like wide speculation that he was going to just walk away from the franchise, nice franchise after the draft. And he was like, where are you guys getting from this from? So how much, like, what do we truly know about this organization and, and what they're going to do? I, I, I mean, think that there, I don't think there's an appetite for them to trade now. They just got all those picks for Deshaun. Right. Don't they need to stick and pick? I, I, from what it sounded like when we talked to Jonathan Gannon, we're going to get a chance to talk to him again. Him and Monty Ossenport in their pre-draft, you know, press conference, and and that's like the ultimate. You thought you got nothing from Cliff Kingsbury, like this is the ultimate, just nothing press conference where they they can't tell you anything that's going to actually impact the draft. Uh, but like when I, when we he said that Monty Ossenport is talks about the third overall pick and the different scenarios that they could be facing. Yeah. Every
at nauseum. Jonathan Gannon, like, <laughs> oh, Bonnie and this third overall pick. Bonnie, stop talking to me. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's but that's how he, that's how he, he kind of painted that picture. So it's like, yeah. Monty Osford's gone through all the scenarios. He know he's not going to be caught, you know, not knowing what to do if the Texans pull this and, and call everybody's bluff and draft Will Anderson Jr. second overall. He's probably got an idea of which teams would be interested in Stroud, which teams would be interested in Anderson, and there's still going to be teams. Now you just have the benefit of having two teams. And then Will, you got the Indianapolis Colts are kind of the, the wild card, right? They're, they're yeah. the ones that can just kind of hold steady. But I still don't think like Vegas has the luxury of, of holding steady if they want a quarterback. Tennessee certainly doesn't at 11. So there, there's still the urge. It, does it take away your ability to really just kind of completely bankrupt these teams of future draft capital? Probably, but it, you can still get a good haul. I don't think it completely kills any deal you're looking for. I'm trying to pull a tweet up because Jim Ursay got on Twitter. Yeah, uh, he like did. This weekend and just started spewing from the mouth. Oh, like my a God. Like a crazy man. I'm going to send it to producer Emma. Maybe producer Emma can just grab the text from it. Uh, I'm shooting that to your to your phone, Emma. But um, I, I'm a little bit fearful. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I do think that there'll be a trade down option that they'll maybe not reluctantly have to accept, but they'll accept. Like if the Raiders want to come up for a quarterback, like you, you, you give them a little bit of a discount if Tennessee, but you're not just giving the pick away. But I let's just hypothetically say that they can't trade down. And then I think it's a conversation. Lance Zerline didn't have them trading down in his mock draft and had him taking Paris Johnson Jr., who I love, by the way. And I the would Cardinals love at three? Pick three. Yep. He had Will Anderson going two. He had CJ Stroud going four. Uh, Anthony Richardson. Player. Anthony Richardson went like the 20s. I love Paris Johnson Jr. I don't love him at three. Um, I, I like him. I definitely don't love him. No, I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, he's friend zone for me. <laughs> he can play he can play guard the first year too. I read a breakdown. Um that's a massive guard. My God. Yeah. 36 and um, a half inch arms. He, he's not a small man. Um, he's like two of me. So I think the Cardinals their their preference would be to take Tyree Wilson third overall. Um, I once upon a time thought it would be Christian Gonzalez. Well, I still think he'd be in play, and I think he's in play absolutely in, in a trade down. I, I think there's a let's call it a 10% chance. Houston goes Will Anderson Jr. The Cardinals are sitting there. They can't trade down. It's DEFCON 5, their highest-rated player. I mean, there's a good chance we we feel like they like Tyree Wilson maybe over Will Anderson anyway. So it's like they take him. I saw something earlier today from Peter King basically saying a lot of teams have Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson Jr. So it just it makes this whole thing that much more intriguing. But I just – Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud have aced, aced – this off season. And I, I feel like if teams are playing possum with the Cardinals, they're doing a good job. But then Bo, I also remember like Malik Willis last year, aced the off season process yeah. and he fell to the third round. Like, is there a possibility like Malik no. Willis is 2.0 CJ Stroud? No. Cause CJ Stroud is actually has like, he's six, three, isn't he? And you got, you got Anthony Richardson who's six, four or almost six, four. It's like, I, yeah. I think that, Malik's level competition too. I know. I know our, our our hypothetical has them. They don't have any deals to be made, and they've got a stick and pick with Will Anderson off the board. It's like, do you have do you have a big enough set to to just draft a quarterback and pull off a deal after that, or do you just? I don't. I don't hate that. I don't hate you know? that. No, I don't like, hate cause that because you, you got what twelve minutes. 
to to negotiate this massive deal. But like I said, Monty is not going to be caught with his pants down here. He's going to know. He's going to have all these scenarios. And I'm probably, I bet you, I guarantee you, they're going through mock drafts on a daily basis with all these scenarios flying at him. Think about what he has to go through right now. I could be taking advantage for the third overall pick. I could be taking advantage for DeAndre Hopkins. Teams want to gut me for uh, Buda Baker, right? Right. He's got all these arrows pointing at him. And I do think like one move has a trickle down to the others, right? You can't be taken advantage of if you're Monty Austin Ford. Like say Chris Ballard might be with the Indianapolis Colts. We have this tweet from Jim Irsay. <laughs> for all Michael Bidwell's faults, thank God he's not on Twitter. Jim Irsay over the weekend has a has a posting in the top four quarterback photos, and he says this for the 2023 draft. We have many options. Thanks, Jim. With the fourth pick, <laughs> we could stay put and take a quarterback. We could trade up and take a quarterback or trade down and maybe take a quarterback or not. Smiley face. All options are on the table, but we like our position and are very excited. Fire up the football. Fire you up. About fire you think up. he meant fired up? Fire up, maybe fire up that pigskin. Fire that fucking pigskin. Like <laughs> just, just getting just Jim Ursay unhinged, giving us nothing. So many, so like so many characters in that tweet that he utilized and told us nothing new. The owner Please. of the organization coming out thinking, oh, this is gonna be a good tweet, and it gives us absolutely well, they, nothing. Did they sign Gardner Minshew? Is that where yeah, Gardner Minshew ended up? Okay. Yes. So I was about to say, like, who are they gonna start the year with? But they they could conceivably take a quarterback later and play Gardner Minshew this year, but I don't know. It feels like a huge missed opportunity with them picking fourth overall if they don't find a quarterback, don't you think? I mean, they and they could do themselves a big – I mean, he even outlined that opportunity to trade up. I mean, it would be with the Cardinals, right, to trade up just one spot. So it's it's probably not something that they haven't approached or, or even – Probably even had discussions about it, but you know there was we, we talked about it a little bit on Friday. Friday obviously was monopolized mostly by Buddha talk. Was yeah. the uh, who, who had it? it? Was Mike Miller, the draft of ESPN.com, Matt Miller, Matt Miller yeah. saying that he's hearing and and like you said, this is you really have to take it with a grain of salt what you're hearing these days that you know Indy likes Will Levis more so than Anthony Richardson because his ability to play now. And that they mm. it, it's trending towards them not trading up to draft a quarterback. So calling the bluff of the Cardinals who are sitting between them and the ability to do it. And if they do, hopefully the Cardinals <laughs> screw them over by trading down with another quarterback hungry team. Yeah. Um, if you if Will Levis is your preference over over Anthony Richardson or maybe even CJ Stroud, you just everybody deserves to be fired. Yes. Uh it's just a, a horrific take. Guy and, eats bananas with the peel on. It's mayonnaise in his coffee, yeah. and like, I don't know it, that that situation. Is he Charlie from from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Does he drink milk steak and, with jelly beans? Like terrible! What a weird can't human just, being. Can't you just see that being the eventual downfall of that franchise and Ballard in particular? Um, I, I Richardson's going at pick three. I, I'm firmly of that mindset. I bet I, on the BetMGM app as after I lost my ass on the Suns last night. I looked at that little that that one trip that one. Bet I made weeks ago for Anthony Richardson. I, I hope to cash that. Uh, topic 64, 499 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Topic. JT is no slouch. slouch. Hell of a stat line last season. Over 100 tackles. Give this man just a little respect. I think we're talking about Jalen Thompson. Cardinals' best three defenders, you could argue, all play safety or, or two of their top three in Buddha and Jalen Thompson. And I, I think the Cardinals would like that a lot more if 
they didn't make some of the highest salaries on the team. I think they would love Jalen Thompson. He's only got like a $5 million cap hit this year. He did get extended though. So he's on the team. Um, But Buddha wants to be paid $19, $20 million. That's a lot. I mean, $25 million for two safeties. It's a lot of money. And then what, what the hell do you do with Isaiah Simmons? Um, I think there's a good, I think there's a good chance that if, if we fast forward to 2024, at least two of the three of those guys are gone. I'll, I'll go out on the limb right now and say, and say that, which is, which is interesting. What's going to happen, Bo, with DeAndre Hopkins? We're going to talk about that here in a second. But first, our friends at Circle K, getting it done on the reg. Best coffee, beer, snack selection, premium gas at not a premium price. If you're out and about this summer here in the Valley, make sure you stock up on gas at a safe convenience with the ultimate convenience store, that being Circle K. Polar Pops, listen, it's 90 plus out. Get yourself a, a cool iced coffee, 12 packs of beer, Monster Energy, Red Bull, whatever you want. Do it with Circle K. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff they've got going on. We've got one here in Maricopa. I frequent it regularly. I'm going to go pick up some goodies later tonight, but you can find the one closer to you by heading to circlek.com slash store locator. That's circlek.com slash store locator, Bo, to find the nearest Circle K to you. Normally, I go into the studio and I get to enjoy all the great more furniture that we have at the PHNX studio. And because we had an internet issue, I get to stay home and enjoy all the more furniture I have at my Ooh, humble abode here at the Casa Brock. Uh, so you need to do the same for yourself. Get the best furniture for your living room, your dining room, your kids' room, your entertainment center. Maybe you got a home office. They got everything that you're going to want. To make your pad look the best, check them out. Morefurniture.com. They're already starting to gear up for Memorial Day deals. They got the Memorial Day sale going on. Cash in, use the white glove delivery. Take advantage of that. They're going to deliver it to your house. They're going to unpackage it, get rid of all the packaging. You're not going to have to break that down. Uh, God forbid I leave my wife in charge of doing that. I'm just going to find full boxes stuffed in the recycling bin. Uh, that's not going to happen with white glove delivery. Actually, in fact, they're going to get rid of it and they're going to place it exactly where you want it. Get that perfect feng shui that you want in your living room, dining room, bedroom, wherever it might be. Morefurniture.com. Cash in on those deals. Save save on some great furniture around the valley. Morefurniture.com. Uh, all right. So let's let's talk about D-Hop, uh, Bo, because it's like there's so much other shit going on with this franchise. It's like the D-Hop saga has kind of come to a pause. Remember that rap sheet tweet that we got in March? It's like ramping up, baby. No, it turns out Cardinals probably put that out there. Ramping the to ramp the draft. into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. T- took a ramp off the interstate into a ditch, and we're still waiting for somebody to pull us out. Somebody called AAA to get this ramp back on track. Um, so the Cardinals presumably are going to trade D-Hop around the NFL draft during the NFL draft weekend. That's according to Ian Rappaport, I think over the weekend or maybe on Friday, he did say, Feels like it's going to come to a come to fruition. If you've seen it, D Hop went on the All Things Covered podcast with ex Cardinal bus Bryant McFadden, and they played a fun little game where he <laughs> he basically gave you know a, a positive reaction or a negative one yeah. to some teams that are rumored to be interested in, and he basically gave a thumbs down to the Patriots and to the Jets, um, but thumbs up to the Bills and to the Chiefs. I like that. I'm going to tell you why I like that more. Because I think the Chiefs have a sense of urgency to get D-Hop. And hear me out on this. I think if they allow the Buffalo Bills to get DeAndre Hopkins, you are basically potentially conceding the AFC. And I know Cincinnati's a factor. There are some other teams. But Buffalo can go into this year with their receiving core and be great and still contend. 
I think Kansas City is very is very dependent on having D-Hop to succeed this year. So mm. I like that from the Cardinals' leverage standpoint. Both of those teams have twos. Both of those teams have threes, in some cases multiple threes. So I, I'll go out on limb. I felt good about this. I think he's going to be a Kansas City Chief, but I, I, I would say probably now it's going to be a, a probably about a third-round pick. I, I guarantee a D-Hop doesn't like – this part of being in the headlines, I'm sure he doesn't mind being in the headlines, being a coveted, you know, trade target of a lot of franchises, fan bases that would be tweeting at him all off season long. You know, he's going to be a patron. He's going to be a chief. But for the for the Patriots, at one point they came out and said, you know, they wouldn't give up a pick of their 11 picks for DeAndre Hopkins, and they've got Bill O'Brien who sent him packing once upon Goodbye. a time out of Houston. So you can kind of see it makes more sense that he doesn't have any even with his love affair with Bill Belichick want to go to Foxborough. But yeah, I, I, I mean, what, what Kansas city is doing now is what happened in new England. So many years ago is like, how far can they push Patrick Mahomes? How, how many times, you know, could they take Tom Brady's weapons away from him, let other teams pay, you know, his top receivers and, and you just still rely on Brady. And then, you know, whoever he targets is his next guy goes from Wes Welker to Edelman to Gronk to, you know, the, the guys in Tampa and Evans and Godwin uh, and then Gronk again, like is, can Mahomes be that versatile and kind of you become a top weapon just by playing with Mahomes. And I think they're going to learn a harsh reality that that only goes so far. Right. And, you know, teams are going to target Kelsey. And then what do you got? You got Sky Moore and just a couple ham sandwiches playing wide receiver at that position. You got to you got to put some sort of you're gonna have to invest in it somehow and and paying a little bit of extra for for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, I think would be well worth it because of your point, that keeps gives them the edge in the AFC in, in a stack conference. You just yeah, if those that's a that's an arms race with with I mean, Cincinnati has T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. I mean, let's be let's be real. Kansas City doesn't have anybody the equal receiver to T. Higgins, much less Jamar Chase, you know, and, and they're gonna be ramped up to try to run it back. I, I think Kansas city probably has a little bit of, of false identity with the fact they got to a super bowl this year with Juju and company. That's I only, that's something you can duplicate every year. Um, but what you can duplicate is the phenomenal work from producer Emma, who made this graphic uh, once upon a time, the Buffalo bills draft picks as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals and what's available to them. Um, should they opt to trade for Deandre Hopkins? So the Buffalo bills for our audio listeners at home, have picked 27, which we feel like is not realistic, but in terms of realistic, I think 59 and 91 are, are in play. Um, it was nice to see, I think it was Albert Breer, be definitive that the Cardinals are still asking for a second. I love that they haven't backed off of that. They said, nope, this is the price for D-Hop. Then maybe, maybe on draft weekend you concede. You concede for a third plus a little bit extra. So could you get from Buffalo, pick 91 and pick 130, pick 91 and pick 139, which once upon a time belonged to you for Cody Ford. Um, I think Monty Osford, say what you want about him, his offseason has been, let's just call it quiet. I think Buffalo gives you some options, and then we don't have a graphic for it, but Kansas City is right around that same boat, Bo, where they've got pick 63, pick 95, and pick 122 and 134. I think Austin Ford would be best served. You can't go into out of draft weekend and trade Hopkins for less than a top 100 pick when Darren Waller went for pick 100. And I think you're asking for a two now. 
with the hope of getting to two, or if not, a three and a four, a three and a five. And that gives you a lot of flexibility on draft week. And I, I especially if you're able to trade down from three. So I, I read that. I was encouraged by what Breer said. I was encouraged by the Hopkins video, as silly as it was, because I do think those two teams are interlocked together and you pit them against each other. It's like the arms race that you've compared it to the NFC West of you know last year and the year before. All these mm-hmm. teams were trading haymakers in a, in a series of moves, and I, I just don't know what Kansas City will do if they don't get DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know how they're going to expect to compete in an AFC that is as daunting as it is with the quarterbacks and weaponry available. Right, and and just kind of sleeping on the ability, the, the route-running ability of DeAndre Hopkins – to get open in crucial moments when people are doubling Travis Kelsey or doubling Stephon Diggs or taking away your number one option. And what DeAndre Hopkins just does is being the top option and, and how defenses kind of have to show their hand. I, it, it When it comes down to the stretch, you, you might not feel it week one through like five or six, but when things get tight and you're, and you're looking to lock up potentially first round by top seed in the AFC playoffs or, or just win a game in the divisional round, in the conference championship, or even in the Super Bowl, I mean, to have that guy to be able to rely upon, I think that would do way better than a second or third round pick. Yeah, way better. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's not even close. So he goes, he goes to one of those two teams. He's the one A to their one B, and vice versa. It's Stephon Giggs and D Hop as equals, and it's Travis Kelsey and D Hop as equals, and you don't just give that away for free. And I, I. This Buddha thing, if it's taught us anything, is just like like Cardinals have assets. Stick to it and get the most amount of draft capital you can or make them play it out. And I, I hope that the Cardinals look at this Hopkins situation, Bowen. It's just like if teams want to be cute, cut the shit. We'll trade them to you next, next fall. You want to get desperate at the trade deadline? Send us a one. Send us a two. Or we're just going to let the chips fall where they may. I, I hope the Buddha situation, I think, mirrors that. The Hopkins situation, I think it, it remains to be seen. Yeah. And you start to kind of see these like benchmarks or these 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 dates now. Like you thought it was going to happen way earlier in the offseason, right? When yeah. it, and and now you're like, okay, then the next opportunity is gonna be is gonna be the draft. And then after that, you know, it becomes, you know, this does somebody not make it through, you know, mini camp or does somebody get hurt in training camp or preseason? And and then you start going from there. And then, you know, your last ditch option would be the trade deadline. And, you know, what, what's Monty Austin for prepared to kind of wait out here uh, trying to trade one of his assets? Obviously, he wants to continue to recoup assets, uh, future assets for this team to, to really dig into this rebuild. And like we said earlier in the show, he hasn't done he hasn't doesn't have any yet. He has nothing yeah. to show for this. Uh, this Isn't that wild? Hurry up I- and wait off season. You and I were at the combine and it was like the floodgates were about to burst come free agency in March, like Hopkins moves, impacts, trades. And it really feels like the off season. I know Cardinal fans feel this way. hasn't even started yet. Like the makeup of their team of the players you're going to see this fall. I, I would argue ha- aren't even here yet uh, because I, it feels pretty confident saying, Bo, like if they have 10 plus picks. All of them are going to get a really good chance to make this team and contribute. And, and they're going to have new uniforms to boot. It just the month of March for the Cardinals hasn't been too kind to their fan base each of the last two years or this show, by the way. <laughs> As it, I mean, it, it seems just when you think it can't get any worse, 
you get a boot you 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 find out that boot has been wanting out the door since february oh that's funny. uh <laughs> you know you got you've got your eighth overall pick putting cryptic messages out there I, I guess i won't call him cryptic i think that that's too much i mean supporting this guy buddha uh but- think about the, the the blows though there's no you're gonna have to trade hopkins and then nobody wants to trade for him jalen carter is basically taking himself off draft boards because of an incident in January where somebody mm-hmm. died. Buda Baker requests a trade. Michael Bidwell is accused of harassment and is supposedly just a terrible human being, r- reportedly. <laughs> and then now it's like, okay, you have all this cap space. You don't spend it, right? You're not extending anybody. I mean, it's just Cardinal fans, you guys are the best because you're as, about as patient as, as it comes. And hopefully this podcast is hopefully giving you a little bit of... Um, relief over the course of the last 60 days because right. you guys and have helped us immensely people always said like cleveland right cleveland fans are you can say that they're the best fans because they went through all that shit and and once you could just give them a winner they would they should finally rewarded for all the crap that they ate over the years from the organization the same can be right. said for cardinals fans they have to this past year and a half has just been a big crap sandwich and, you know, if, on the other side, if Monty Osford and Jonathan Gannon can lead him out of that Shawshank style, out of the yeah. 300 yards of crap, uh, you know, they, we'll just ask where they want their statues built. But uh, Cardinals fans deserve a lot of credit enduring all this, all this stuff. Because, you know, as much as, you know, you can make your case for the organization doing what it needs to and holding strong, you know, you don't like to hear Buda Baker, it's all this other turmoil – you know, try to force his way out of the, out of the organization. It's just, it's really unfortunate that it's just negative headline after negative headline after negative headline each and every week. You got to think like, so this 10 days from now, the first round of the draft, it, does that start some momentum? I think to, so. To this? Yeah, it feels well, like it, right? You would think Thursday would be that day, but we don't know what these uniforms are going to look like. Twitter is a violent, disruptive place, as we know firsthand. It, it can be... Um, uh, not respectful, and 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 this team, I'm sure, are thinking one way about the uniforms, and then public perception is a different thing. And you you know these uniforms, they have to be worked on years in advance. And so it's like, what did the Cardinals think was cool two years ago? I was thinking about that today. It's like, have they been tweaking these, or have these just been kind of in the works and have been set for a while? I hope they've got some good people involved with this because I I do think that that like. That could be something as as stupid and materialistic as it is could rally the fan base on Thursday. It's like this is this is a fresh start. These uniforms are awful. We got some new ones. Check them out. And like people who even are cynical, like yeah, that's, that's pretty sharp. Those are good looking mm-hmm. uniforms. And then you turn the page. I mean, we're looking for small victories here, and it's just like Will Anderson Jr. is an Arizona Cardinal. Oh, you have two first round picks. Oh, you have a one and two threes. You know, th- there are some ways that they can do this if they don't butcher it, but. It, but if they trade Hopkins for a fourth round pick and Buda Baker gets traded for a third round pick <laughs> and they take Tyree Wilson, and the uniform suck. Then the remaining people who haven't sold off their season tickets are going to be pissed off. But uh, I saw a question in the comments here uh, that I wanted to address. So we don't know much about the uniform unveiling on Thursday, other than supposedly it's going to happen between six and eight, but it, I think it could happen additionally, maybe earlier in the day, they release a video and then have an event. So we're, Bo and I are just operating like we're going to be on standby. We would love to go. It's right down the street from the offices of PHNX headquarters where supposedly it's going down, but we have not, we have not been given access or insight yet, which is, you know, it's kind of too bad. 
There's an animal giving me crap. They look clean. My words to Kyler when he asked me what I think thought of the black helmet. I think they look clean. Kyler just completely botched that. But they could look clean. If they got like a nice, fresh, you know, all white uniform, we'll see. I, I don't you know. Can't, you can't trust Hollywood. Hollywood's trying to get a new deal. He's like, hey, guys, these are great. And it's like, <laughs> Hollywood would say that about just about anything. Hey, guys. Hey, they look great. Pay me. It's, Give me it's some money. So, who, who would you bet? DJ Humphreys. Is it just going to be DJ Humphreys doing a costume change? Is it Can just going to be him going back and putting on the other, like the away uniform after wearing the home uniform and then putting on the alternate <laughs> after that? Is he just going to go behind a curtain? And- Hang on, I got to put my pants on. Can we talk about DJ Humphreys for a second? When did the Cardinals make a hard pivot back to DJ Humphreys? They basically made him take a pay cut and so they could move off of him after this year. Like they're not resigning him. And now he's like, every social media tweet is about him. It's like, he's doing the uniform unveil. And then yeah. also like, they're tweeting out like Florida and Gator is, graphics yeah. with DJ Chomp. Humphreys. And I'm like, do you have, is there no one left to, to promote from this team? You have other well, players. Let me, let me say this. DJ is, is a great quote. He, he's a great guy. Uh, you saw him talking again and at his introductory press conference. He's one of the leftover leaders from this team. Uh, he, he deserves a little bit more respect, I think. I know we're having some fun. I think DJ Humphreys is, you know, he's got a chance to kind of maybe round out his Cardinals career in the next season. And hopefully he's just going to, he's maybe just having some fun now and and he's willing to do it with all this crap going on, you know, outside of the, around the organization. I did not have fun when DJ Humphreys played eight games last year. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) I Um, know that. Sorry, his, sorry, his back was an issue, Johnny. (laughs) Well, it was, I mean, he held out, he got his money and then he, Sorry, he needed a bacchiotomy. And I like, you know. D- <laughs> I like DJ Humphreys a lot. It's just, it's just weird. Like take take Zayvon Collins, take somebody who you assume is going to be here. Take Trey McBride. Do I mean, th- those players could be there Thursday. But when you were reading me that breakdown of the video, when I hadn't seen it on, on Friday, I was like, you're making shit up. Like, why would they DJ Humphreys? Why are they they're trying to get rid of him? They're draft, they're gonna draft his heir apparent in 10 days. But you know, good for him. And you know what? DJ Humphreys, fair or not, is the one you can kind of tout along with K1. Hey, here's a successful first round pick. We got him in 2015. He signed an extension with us. You talk about a low bar for this friend. We got some low bars here that we can't uh ignore. And that's one of them is like DJ Humphreys draft success for the Cardinals. How about that? rough it's love rough, this <laughs> check and, us out and, Go. and the guy that drafted him is doing draft analysis for some poor network steve kime somebody said the guy who had two draft first round draft picks sign extensions out of his nine sign and he's going to be the one that's going to say i like this pick. How, i think this is, how is steve going to break down this draft class there's not a ton of elite small receivers and mm-hmm. there's not a bunch of tweener linebackers he's going to be outside of his element we're going to have to watch that Fox Sports coverage before our eyes bleed in the process. But check us out. Go phnx.com. Howard Balls are our guy. Free article right now. Slam the promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D, about just how our darn Redbirds can't stay out of the headlines. Check that out and more. Also, check out the PHNX Merchandise Locker. We've been talking about this, Bo, in lieu of our Four Peaks celebration on draft night. If you come to Four Peaks on draft night, make your reservation at Johnny Venerable, at Bo Brock on Twitter, and we'll put it in the chat as well. If you make a reservation and you come to Four Peaks and you're rocking a PHNX merchandise locker t-shirt of any kind, we will buy you a free drink 
right away to kick things off. We're getting we there at 2 p.m. This, uh, was it like $2 at one point in the PHNX locker? Yeah, it was 99 cents. It's one of my favorites that we have. <laughs> um, so again, go to the go, gophnx.com, become a diehard for the year. You will get a free hat and or shirt. Then you come to the draft party for free. We'll buy you a drink. Basically pays almost for your whole diehard membership partnership for the entire year. So I, if, if, you, if you can beat that on draft night, you're going to have to tell me where because as Bo mentioned, we are approaching triple digits. We got to tell our friends at Four Peaks, make way for PHNX, PHNX Cardinal fandom because we're going to be there to insert our will on this franchise mm-hmm. to make a good decision, damn it. No, Jason Taylor, that is a negative. We're not going to be buying you, you an alcoholic drink. It's, you're only 18. We'll get you, you know, maybe a juice box like Johnny had last week. We're yeah. going <laughs> yeah. to bring. You know what? I'll bring a 12-pack of Capri's. You'll tell me what flavor. <laughs> Oh man. And well, keep, uh, make sure you're following us. Of course, here on YouTube, you're subscribed to the channel. If anything breaks between now and tomorrow, we will go live with an emergency pod. But until then for Johnny venerable, a Bo Brock producer, Emma behind the scenes, we'll talk to you on a fresh edition of PHNX Cardinals tomorrow at four. Talk to you then.